Okay, so we have here at the end of chapter 26, the last two verses say that Yasef was 40 years old and he got married to these two women. And then it says that he had no Moiras Ruach. These women were a source of um, anger or upset. Yitzchak Elu Rivka, Yitzchak and to Rivka. And then, chapter, that's the end of chapter 26. Chapter 27 starts with Vayihiki Zochin Yitzchak. Yitzchak was old. It happened when Yitzchak was old. And his eyes became dark or heavy, as I translate it, from being able to see. And he calls Esau his older son, and he says to him, um, you know, I'm getting old, I don't know when I'm going to die. And therefore, going at the food, and as we're all familiar with the story of Yitzchak asking Esau and wanting to give the brachas to Esau, and then Rivka inserting Yaakov to usurp him, etc. Now, let's zone in a minute on the pasuk of Yitzchak's blindness again. happened when Yitzchak was old, and his eyes became hard on sight. So, before we look at any commentaries, what comes to mind when you think of Yitzchak being blind? What comes to mind? <coughs> He's old. He's old, so the Pasuk says and, well, he was old and he, he became blind. Do we find... What else comes to mind? Well, we know he was old and he was blind and he also says... I'm old and I don't know when I'm going to die and therefore it's time to give you the bracha. So clearly yeah. there's something about yeah. his age going on, although the, in fact he did live, um, according to Rashi, he was, uh, Rashi says on the next passage where he says that he doesn't know when he's going to die, Rashi says that at this point he was 123 years old and he lived till 180, right? So that means he's 57, he's still going to live for another 57 years. But, apparently, he was already <coughs> concerned that it, his time may be coming soon, as Rashi explains there. There's a certain reason because his relation with his mother. That's right, because his mother died when she was 127. Yeah. So therefore, um, so therefore he, th- there's this idea Rashi brings over there that within a five-year span of the one's parents, um, five years before or five years after, there's a question if Rashi means a span or it means actually five years before or five years after. Whatever the case is, Yitzchak had some indication that perhaps, or some, some feeling, intuition, that perhaps his end was near, even though in fact he was still um, close to 60 years away. And according to other commentaries, he may have been. Um, I mean, when Yitzchak, when Esau married, let's just make the thing, it says Esau was 40 years old when he married these women who were source of aggravation to Yitzchak and Rivka. Now, Yitzchak was how old when Esau was born? It says earlier in the Parsha, for Yitzchak ben Shishim Shana, he was 60. So if Esau is 48, Yitzchak is 100. Two Pesukim later, it says that he's, Le'edati, uh, Yomoshi Rashi says he was 123. So, in other words, Rashi puts it at the end of that span, 123. Other Mepharshim bring it back and say that this story of his blindness 
may have happened even closer to when he was 100. Right? So he's 80 years out still. Now, the notion of blindness because of old age is not something that we know. It's not so common. In other words, we haven't seen it earlier in the Torah. We've heard of people getting old. We've never been told that anybody was blind besides... Anybody remember who else in the Torah was blind? It's not explicit in the Torah, but it's uh, been mentioned in the past, not coming in future parshas, somewhere between Bereshis and Tovus. Almost Lemech, right? Lemech, the descendant of Cain, who killed his great grandfather because he was blind, and he thought he was. He thought he was hunting an animal, and then his, yeah. So, so on the one hand, blindness hasn't been mentioned before as a, as a thing at, at all, and certainly not as a symptom of old age. We do have it later on in Parashas Vayichi, where it says, Yaakov's eyes have become heavy because of his old age. Now, there's a couple of differences. Um, first of all, over there it says Kovdu Mizoikin, they became heavy because of his old age. Whereas here, even though the implication is certainly such, it was when Yitzchak was old that his eye, his eye, his sight became um, dimmed. Um, but it doesn't explicitly. It's a tiny little bit less explicit, I think. Right there, it says he became blind because he was old. Here it says he became old and he was blind. So the assumption that you could say the the, it's implicit that the blindness was associated with his old age, but perhaps it's not 100% explicit. Um, there are other times in, in, in the Torah, in Tanakh, we have Bayechi and Bishmol, there are other times when people become old and become blind. Um, but again, see, on the one, when it comes to Pshuti Shomikri, you sort of have to weigh all your arguments. On the one hand, this is the only time where we find, the first time, where we find somebody becoming blind because of old age, and he's not so old relative to the to the to the lifespan of those days. And also, you have to bear in mind that the fact that we've never been told this before is not an indication that it wasn't common practice, common occurrence. It could be it was common occurrence, and the reason why we've never been told this before about anybody else is because it was never relevant. Now it's relevant. We have to understand this story that he ca- he's not able to differentiate, he's not able to see Esav and Yaakov. So in order to understand the story, we have to be able to be told that he's blind. So the fact that it never says it before isn't, so to speak, proof that it wasn't a common thing. Nevertheless, we do find the Medrash says that this was something new. I'll read to you the Medrash. Avraham Avinu demanded from Hashem that he should have symptoms of aging. I think elsewhere it talks about his um, having having white hair. Avraham said to Hashem, "The boy is the master of the universe." A father and a son walk into a place, and nobody knows who to honor. Nobody knows who's the father, who's the son, because there's no symptoms of aging. So, 
Hashem says, yes, you're right. From you on, there's going to be this idea of aging. Avram Zokim Babayom. Okay. Yitzchak Avinu Tove Yisurin. Yitzchak said, there should be suffering. Because if a person dies without having ever having suffered in his life, so then Midas Hadin Matuchok in Egdoi, he will uh, be confronted, he will confront the Midas Hadin. So therefore, and if you, if you Hashem bring suffering to a person, then that will help atone for his sins. So Hashem says, you're right, you're going to be the first one, and Yitzchak's suffering was in that he became blind. And finally, we have Yaakov, who's Tavachayli, who says that a person shouldn't just die suddenly, but he should um, become sick, and so that he has indication that his death is near. And that's, in fact, what happened to Yaakov, that... Um, that uh, he says over here, if he doesn't know that he's going to die, he's not going to be able to which he won't be able to tell, to, to say farewell from his family. So, but if he becomes sick for two or three days, so then he, um, he's Miyashev Bonov. okay, so then he has warning. So it's, it's, it implies from this message that Yaakov was only sick for a couple of days. Um, we don't know how long Yaakov was blind for. But again, it's, it implies that he was blind only from... Yitzhak. Yitzhak, yeah, yeah. That, no, Yitzhak, we say, was blind for many years. Yaakov, we don't know how long he was blind for. It says, Amy Yisrael the Muzaykan. It may have also been a very short period of time. Now, actually, I saw that in some of Farshim, Rebbein, and others, they say that... that... Everyone, you, most people, like the deterioration of the body includes the losing, lose of eyesight, lose of hearing, lose of the sense, loss of some of the senses. And he says, only by Moshe Rabbeinu do we find that the Torah says that he was 120 years, that his eyes did not dim at all. And that was miraculous. And Moshe Rabbeinu, who was such a pure body, as a, literally just a, a, a vehicle for the, for the revelation of Shekhinah, his body remained 100% healthy. So we see from there that, that short of Moshe Rabbeinu, then it would be normal for one's eyesight to deteriorate. Anyway, so thinking about Yitzchak's eyesight, loss of eyesight, again, the simple reading of the Pasuk, the straightforward of the reading of the Pasuk, seems to say that it was associated with his age. And we do find blindness being associated with age by, by Yaakov Avinu. We find that the Torah emphasizes that Moshe Rabbeinu didn't, that the novelty of Moshe Rabbeinu, that he did not lose his eyesight with old age. So again, the indication that old age is a source of, 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 of loss of eyesight. On the, on, that's, on, the car, on the other hand, it wasn't so old. It was still 60 years before he died almost. And... Again, it was just one moment. And also, I think it's important to reiterate, it's not 100% explicit in the Pasuk. It's implicit that the reason for his blindness was his, um, was his age. But, but it's not explicit like it was by Yaakov. You know, he was blind from old age. He just says he was blind and he, uh, and he was old and he, and he was blind. Now, yes, Mark? There was a phenomenon... <coughs> Since Adam Arishon, that in each generation, people were living less 
and less and less. So perhaps, even though he lived 60 years beyond, he was already on decline as part of this trend in terms of his life. And he didn't uh, die right away, but his later years were Compromised almost health. Like he was Compromised health. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. You, you know, it's actually interesting that you say almost like he was dead. Rashi later on says that uh, that uh, that that somebody who is blind is like he's dead, right? So right. It's it's. Uh, okay. So. Now, you if you look at the drash, I think it was also because Hashem didn't want us to, to see Esau's Okay, so, let, so let's go through that. If you look at the Midrashim, in the various Midrashim, yeah. um, from what I could find, this, the Midrash gives six reasons, not all in the same Midrash necessarily, but in general, if you to collect all the Midrashim, you will find six reasons why... Um, why Yitzchak was blind. Let's read um, a shtick of the Madrash inside, and then we'll see. Okay. Vatichena in a mirrorois. Amar Abelazim and Azara mirrorois, Bera mirrorois, Bera Ossishal Russia. Amar Kodish Borhu, ye a Yitzhak Yotel Shuk, ye a Beris, Amandina Voda Hurashia, Elre Machas in a Voyosh of Zeh Basic. So the first thing the Madrash says is that Hashem didn't want. Yitzchok to have to go to be out and be, to, to be in public, seen in public, and people say, oh, you see that man? He's the father of Esau. He's the father of that Russia. So what does Hashem do? Hashem makes him blind. The person, once he was blind, he was basically homebound. So Hashem made him homebound so that he shouldn't have to experience or people shouldn't go around pointing at him as being the father of Esau. This is the meaning of the Adam. When Rishoyim rise, that when the wicked rise, a person should hide. We can Amrum. But nowadays it doesn't matter anymore. In fact, some of the worst people are the most visible. <laughs> yeah. But this was for Yitzchak. Okay, yeah. that's one reason. Dover Acher, a second reason. Um, that when Avram Avinu took Yitzchak to the Akeda, we find the Pasuk, which means that basically tears fell from the eyes of the Malachim into the eyes of Yitzchak. And they were they, they had a, left a scar in his eye and so that with time he became blind as a result of that so the Medrash is clearly saying that even though this happened when he was according to Rashi he was 37 so I mean according to Rashi this was a good 80 years ago or so yeah but with time it played its toll on took its toll on his eyes um, now what exactly this means, obviously angels don't have physical tears. What exactly that means that the tears of the angels fell into his eyes? Okay. number three. When Avram Avinu put him on the Akedah, 
Vehibit Bashkina, Yitzchak looked at the Shkina. So imagine you have a king who's taking a stroll in his, you know, royal chambers, and he notices his friend's kid peeking through the window into the palace. Omar if I kill this child now, I'm going to bring suffering on my friend. Rather, what I'm going to do is block up the windows. So Yitzchak looked into the Shechina. So Hashem says, I can't kill him, but I'm going to, so to speak, stop up the windows by making him go blind, and therefore when he became old, he became blind. Now, this measure seems to make it look, look like a negative thing that he, so to speak, dared to look through the window to look at the Shechina. Again, the measure is not telling us exactly what that means. Um, but, but, in another measure which I saw somewhere, it doesn't, it portrays it as a, not, not as a negative thing, but as part of the process, just like he says. Part of the process of dying is a person sort of transitions between this world and the next and is able to see a spirit of God. So Yitzchak sort of had that journey, the, an out of life, uh, the near death experience, and came back. So he saw it. It wasn't not sort of blaming Yitzchak it, but the consequence was blindness in, in later years. Now, another measure I have here. Masalik is amore that because of the, that anger causes one to go blind. So because the previous pasuk says that they were angry at the daughters of Esau, the wives of Esau, so that anger caused them to go blind. In addition to all of that, um, we have we have other midrashim say um, that this is associated with the idea of shaykhat. The postdoc says that if a person, if a judge takes shaykhat, shaykhat means? Bribes. Bribes. If a person takes a bribe, so then it causes the blind, it causes the wise to be blind. Now, in that context, it's talking figuratively that you're blind to the arguments of the case if you're tilted to one side. However, the Medrash connects that here with Yitzchak being loving to Esav, that this was a, a form of shaykhad of sorts, that he was blinded to Esau, and that affected his physical blindness. In addition, we have the Madrash that talks about Ashanan Shal Elu, that the smoke from the pagan practices of the daughters-in-law um, affected Yitzchak's eyes. Um, and then finally, we have the Madrashim that say that the reason he became blind was in order to facilitate the rest of the chapter that Yaakov should be able to take the brachas. So I think I just actually said seven reasons. Let's go through them again. That means, well, first of all, we have the reason of the part, which is almost explicit in the pasuk that he became blind because of his old age. But now, taking incorporating all the different midrashim, I think we can add an additional seven reasons. Number one, Yitzchok should not be looked at and uh, sort of derogate, um, treated badly as being the father of Esav, so we keep him homebound. Number two, the tears of the Malachim. 
Number three, the fact that he peeked at Hashem. Number four, the fact that he was angry at at at, at, uh, at Esau's wives. Number five, the smoke of the kotoras of the incense of the pagan practices of the of the wives of Esau. That was number five, right? <coughs> number six. Um, number six, the shoychad, the bribery. And number seven, because so Yaakov should take the brachas. Now, this is medrash. All of this, all of this is medrash. And probably there's a lot to be say and derived and, you know, analyzed for each one of those. But if you were Rashi, and you were trying to write a commentary that purported to be Pshutay Shal Mikra, the straightforward meaning of the Pasuk, what would your comment be on Vayihikizok and Yitzchak Vatecheno Einav Merois? You think that you think that the it's more of a shot, like uh, yeah, it's a tangible thing. It's smoke. He's getting the, the so Ira is saying that the smoke is is from all these other things that the 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 malachim, the tears, all these other things are very spiritual. The smoke is a tangible. Is that makes sense, right? And it was in the pasuk before about the oh, very good, and. Contextually, it also makes sense because the previous pasuk, the previous two pasukim, talk about those women and how those women would would uh, would irritate him, right? So you think that the of all the interpretations, the most pshat one is that he was blinded from the smoke for two reasons. If I'm combine both of what you're saying, firstly because, firstly because. That's a physical thing that's very easy to relate to. And secondly, because contextually, that puzzle comes immediately after the puzzle which talks about them. And a five year old has to be able to understand it. Uh, <laughs> I always wondered, like, did Rivka, I mean, we have no record of it, must have been that. So she had a different vow and say, why do you keep, why do you keep making excuses for racist comments? Yeah, so this, uh, that's an interesting question. Because that's different. Do you like the, the salt? Yes, they say, yes, that was. You know, to take uh, mice from the salt, you know, oh, I mean, these kind of things. And she says, oh, he's just playing up to you. She, she, she ever tried to... Yeah, so there's different, there's different approaches to that. I think, I think that, I think that from a Hasidist perspective, there's certainly what to be said in Pshat. Um... I think this is from a refresh has something on that. And I'm, I, I wouldn't surprise me to find it or show him. I don't have off the tip of my head. But I think that from a Chassidus perspective, the idea of Esau is that he has this tremendous, tremendous potential. And had he um, actually used his potential, then he could have been even greater than Yaakov. And that's Yitzchak's perspective. Where Yitzchak has this this potential ways of could go more. Now, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to challenge you guys because um, mm-hmm. you're saying that it makes sense to say that he was blind because of the smoke. But surely, if he was blind because of the smoke, wow. Rivka should have also been blind, and 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 the daughters-in-law themselves should have been blind. And Esav should be. Why? Why, why did the smoke again? affect Yitzchak more than anybody else? 
for these other reasons, uh, weaken the eyes, the teardrops are all Oh, so now we're incorporating other reasons. I have another problem with what you said, Ira, because I'm surprised. I would say that if you're talking shot, you would say he became blind because he was old. I mean, that's basically what the yeah, Pesach says. So why we why we're we yeah, the idea of he became blind because he was old is I, I, I grant you that blind because of smoke is more pshat oriented than is, you know, tears from the malachim or things like that. But certainly the age is the most, again, that's what Pesach says. He was old and he became blind. Right? I mean, that's a more logical assumption than the others which are more speculation. Don't you think that he didn't want to see Esau's bad ways, and he uh, <coughs> right? He wanted to avoid. So you're kind of saying what Reuven was saying—that it's that it's implicit in the you know the context of the pasuk is that we had these bad women over here, and then he became blind. So it seems to be associated. He didn't want to see what was going on. Hashem, the other ones. This is more like. Now, why Esav didn't become blind? You could, well, Esav was always out. He was out of the house. Yitzchak was homebound, so he would have been affected by it. But what about Rivka? What about the the women themselves? Well, Rivka so wasn't. His, he was he was old. He was the oldest of everyone there. And he's their father, and he's so so. Rivka is even younger. Right. So you're saying it's a combination of, at the old age, his his he's more sort of sensitive. And uh, and uh, you know to the to the smoke. Okay, it's interesting that I saw in some of the mafroshim they bring. So, so so two things I saw in the mafroshim about the difference between Yitzchak and the, and Rivka and the wives. The Mizrahi brings that Yitzchak was more disturbed than Rivka about the Avodah So it's an interesting thing, sort of his emotional. Um, she was hardened to it because he, it had a physical, it had a physiological effect on him because emotionally he was more disturbed by the whole thing than Rivka. So therefore, I had to think. And there's another thing which I, I don't know what to make of this. I'll just repeat to you what the Mufarshim say. They say, and imagine if you have a bone utensil, you have a bowl made out of bone, and you take a bone and you bang on the bowl, it's not going to break it. The bone won't break the other bone. But if you have an earthenware utensil and you take a bone and you bring on the earthenware utensil, it's going to break it. So he says, Yitzchak, who's a man, man is made, was made from bone. He's made from dust. So therefore he's, he's more fragile. Whereas he's more frail. Whereas the women who are made from the bone, so they're, uh, they're stronger and they're not... Anyway, be that as it may, that does remain a... So, so the Chayra, again, if... I think I think we've, what we've established so far is if you were Rashi, first of all, you would say he became blind. You wouldn't say anything. The pasuk says he became blind because he was old. Um, if for whatever reason you did have to say something, you would choose from all the other reasons we have. You would choose the idea that he became blind because of the smoke. Now, in fact, what Rashi Rashi does is like this. He says, became blind from the smoke of these. So, so uh, what you said. Then he says, alternatively, when his father, and he brings the idea of the Malachim's tears, 
falling into his eyes. And then finally he says, should take the brachas. Right? So Rashi says three out of the seven reasons, out of the seven midrashic reasons that we mentioned, Rashi picks three of them. And again, the smoke, the tears of the Malachim, and so Yaakov should take the brachas. Now, here's very interesting because <laughs> you know the Rebbe's Rashi Sichas has uh, have all these principles, but this is an unusual one. In Rashi, you don't often have three interpretations. You often have two. You don't often have three. So the first thing you've got to know is that the first one that Rashi brings in general, whenever Rashi brings multiple, the first one is going to be the, the primary one. Right? So you're spot on, Ira. The, this primary one is the smoke. Now, before we understand why the primary one is the smoke, there's a much more important, why is the primary one not his age? So I already said that it's not 100% explicit, but it's pretty much explicit, and um, we find precedent, or it's not actually, it hasn't happened yet, but we find that Yaakov, we had the same idea. Um, and here the Rebbe, make, the Rebbe brings up this point, which is like, it's so, it's so fascinating, and it actually, it's, it's the same theme that runs through another Rashi Sicha as well. In the previous Parsha we learned that Avram Avinu was scared to give a bracha to Yitzchak because he didn't know if it would go to Esau, would be wrong, so he left it up to Hashem. And then he says, that Hashem blessed Yitzchak. That was after the Akedah, right? Yeah. So now, oh, so now we're talking, we're not talking about a regular person anymore. Now we're talking about a person who has a special bracha from Hashem. And if I tell you, you know, we're talking about Yitzchak as a special bracha from Hashem, he became blind because of his old age. And you're like, hold on a second. We don't find blindness of old age being so rampant in those days. And Dafka, the person who has the bracha from his old age, a special bracha from Hashem, he's the one who becomes blind from his old age. More than Rivka, who's in, and more than, well, he's saying he's younger, but, right? He's the one who becomes blind from old age. And, for, for 57 years, at least. According to other Mepharshim, um, it's um, 80 years. Right? So it's, uh, it's, it's something that it's, it seems counterintuitive that somebody who has such a special bracha from Hashem should be blind for so many years just because of his old age. And therefore, Ashi says, okay, we, gotta, we have to um, we have to Add more. We have to add some more over here. Why is it that he became blind? And therefore, to start out with, Rashi says what you all agreed from all the Midrashic ones seems to be the best one. But that's not good enough. And here's the thing. So usually, when Rashi brings two um, two pirushim, so the Mefarshim say if Rashi brings two uh, two interpretations, we're always going to say, well, what each one of them has. You know, there's a problem with A, so we have B, but there's a different problem with B, so we have A. And if you take them both in unison, so then there's all the problems are addressed. Uh, in, in, in other words, like this. Uh, I, think, I think the shot means like this. So, so, stop shot, like one doesn't make sense, and two doesn't make sense. So if you have two things that don't make sense, right, that, it's not, that doesn't work. I think the idea is based on <coughs> In other words, all the interpretations are true. 
And Rashi is acknowledging that within Drush, there's many true interpretations. But we, we just need to bring something that will address all the difficulties involved. So if, number, if interpretation one addresses all of them besides one of the difficulties, we need to bring something else that will address the difficulty that was neglected by interpretation one. Now, it may be true that interpretation two will have a different difficulty, but that's fine because that difficulty is addressed by, term, by, by number one. But the point is, you have to see them both in unison. It's not like you have two things that don't make sense. They're, bo- they're, they're, they're both true. Once they're both true, so then... Now here, Rashi says three perushim. So the Rebbe does this sort of Gemara type of thing where he says, you have to have a tzrichasa in all of them. In other words, there has to be, each one of the three has a problem that only one of the others um, can deal with. And that's why Rashi needs to bring, needs to bring all of them. So the problem with the smoke one, the main problem with the smoke one, is um, why did this affect Yitzchok more than it affected Rivka? Or more than it affected... I think probably because he had a soft spot for Esau. He had hope for Esau. Okay, so and this therefore... So this to not to not put him in despair. So therefore... Therefore, um, as a blessing, Hashem made it so that it wouldn't hurt him so much. Okay, interesting. All the senses. Right. Because Yitzchak was pure. Rivka came from a household of the voters, or she was more I was used to it, hardened to it. Whereas uh, Yitzchak, he just couldn't take it. Right. So that, that's you have the Mizrahi says he was. It makes sense that it disturbed Yitzchak more than it disturbed mm-hmm. Rivka, because Rivka grew up with it. And Yitzchak didn't, so that's why it was more disturbing him. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so therefore, but so, so, so the problem again, the problem with this one, this one is a perfect one. It makes sense, Bigashmias, and and it's contextually it makes sense, and that's why it's the primary parish. But Rashi still wants to add a little bit more because at the end of the day, why Yitzchak more than Rivka, and um, and Bichlala, How did this smoke like they were doing the kateras in Yitzchak's house? I mean, they could do that in their own house. So therefore, Rashi says another thing. You know what? There's another thing. And then he brings from, again, he's choosing from seven different midrashim over here. Uh, he says, the second period is the tears of the Malachim. Now, now, now we've answered the question, why it's only eight Yitzchak? Because Rivka didn't have the tears of the Malachim. However, um, The difficulty with this pirush, the, the primary difficulty is that <laughs> in terms of Pshutesh Mikra, it's the most far-fetched, right? In other words, the fact that there was smoke from the Kteros, like you said, that makes sense. Even the third one, that it was a miraculous thing, that he came, became blind in order to be able, that, that he would give the brachas to Yaakov, it's not explicit anyway in the Pasuk, but it fits the narrative very nicely, right? Whereas this idea of the Akedah, the tears of the Akedah, that's like you're pulling that out of, out of thin air. And it happened so long ago. Oh, and it also happened so long ago. So in the Medrash, it says that it sort of was in his eyes, left a scar for all these years, and then he became blind. 
Rashi doesn't say that. It could be Rashi would hold that according to that interpretation. Hitaka became blind at the age of um, at the Akeda. It's unclear. Um, but it's it's literally out of thin air. It's literally out of thin air. Again, the first one is fits the context very nicely, and even the third one that he just became blind miraculously in order to bless Esau, fits the narrative nicely. This one is out of thin air. However, the, the, the Rashi still wants to bring this one again. Why does Rashi choose this one over the others? Because this one is the only one of all the reasons that has no, um, no negative connotation to it. There's nothing bad going on, right? You talk about the smoke, uh, you're talking about Esau being married to these, mm-hmm. to, to, to these people. Even the third one, you talk about um, he had to come blind so Yaakov could give the bro- he could get the brachas. You're already indicating to the fact that y- Yitzchak had had this misplaced love and trust of of Esau. And certainly, if you look in the Medrash, he was peeking through the window where he shouldn't have. He had he had bribery. Um, he was angry. All of these things are things which talk in negative. So therefore, Rashi takes from all of these the. Wa- there's one quality. So the, again, the second the second interpretation that Rashi brings has a lot of challenges. Why it should why it should sh- ought why it ought not to belong in Shutei Shomikra? But it has one virtue over all the others, which is why Rashi chooses <coughs> to bring it. Namely, that there's nothing negative. It's all positive. There's nothing negative about Yitzchak in it. There's nothing negative about Esav in it. There's nothing negative about Yaakov. In it. There's nothing negative about anyone in it. But then we come to a third interpretation. And the third interpretation says that he just became blind not for any tears of Malachim, and not for any smoke, and not for any, for one reason and one reason only, so that to enable Yaakov to receive the brachas. And on the one hand, you know, we've now, we don't have to deal with, with the other questions that we had before about why Yitzchak is only the one who's getting blind and not Rivka, well, obviously, because he needs to, yeah. And why, um, and, and we're not dealing with things which are sort of out of thin air, this fits the narrative very nicely, and everything else. But, it still doesn't suffice as being the only, that's why Rashi leaves it to the end, to the third, because at the end of the day, to say that Yitzchak had to be blind and homebound for 57 years just so Yaakov could get the brachas, Hashem could have uh, easily orchestrated this in another way. And therefore, Rashi, Rashi leaves that to the end. Um, okay, we'll stop here. I, 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 I found this very interesting to take a pasuk, which Rashi has three interpretations on, see what all the options that lay before Rashi are, and figure out why Rashi decided to cho- to interpret it with these three um, the way he did.